I'm going to read your thoughts. Let's see now. You come here from a great distance? Yeah, exactly. Oh, tell me. Uh, you want me to buy a subscription to the Saturday Evening Post? No. Not a word. Not a word. Not a word now. What? Doc. I'm from the future. We're here on the Future Moguls podcast. First off, we want to thank Samuel Steesmore for that intro beat. If you haven't heard it, you're listening to it on live. You need to go back, listen to us on Stitcher or Apple uh, Podcasts. Samuel Steesmore did a uh, custom beat for us, so make sure phenomenal. you go and nod your head to that on the way in. It's a phenomenal, phenomenal beat. Phenomenal. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, you'll notice our brand new logo. That is a Robbie C. original. Uh, you know, he kind of goes back in the double sin uh, history books for sure. So he's rebranded the future moguls. If you did not catch that, it's probably on all our socials uh, once this episode drops. But thank you, Robbie C, for that as well. Big shout out. Big shout out. Well, cause today is a different type of podcast. There's actually a lot that's been changing uh, since uh, our last recording. Uh, Timeless has moved their podcast setup into the Mercury Studio. So we're in the big room. We're here with Chris Turner, our official engineer, as uh, works here at Timeless. What's so up, thank guys? you to Young X. Thank you to Chris for letting us into this new space to hold this podcast. Why else is today different, Gravel? Why is today's podcast different? Uh, as you guys can see with the Facebook Live, we don't have a guest. And why is that? We don't have a guest because we are going to talk about um, our respective outlets. Uh, Gravel is from Donuts and Alcohol, if you're not aware. Um, it's a video interview series. They're currently on season three. You're right about in the middle of season three, aren't you? Yep. Cool. So they just dropped, the last episode they dropped was Blase, right? Yes. Yeah, that was on Thursday. So uh, backtrack if you haven't gone through that, but um, that is an outlet that has been getting a lot of steam in town. And um, we're going to talk a little bit about how you can get on donuts and alcohol, what the criteria Gravel looks for when he's casting it, and um, you know, kind of the process behind that. So you know, when we're interacting with you guys and trying to set up media, you kind of understand where we're coming from and we're going to do an, a, a job. Uh, better job of understanding where you're coming from. Yeah, build that bridge. Build that bridge. And of course, Matt's going to be talking about Double Sin. Double Sin All magazine. things Double Sin. How do you get in? Do you got to pay to get in? How's that work? We're going to be talking about it all. We're going to find out. So, um, how was your weekend? It was a pretty eventful weekend. Yeah, uh, we spent a lot of it together, actually, Gravel. You yes, that? it was pretty fun. Yeah. It was pretty fun. We were at Overcast Fest. Uh, that was the first... Overcast Fest. It was at Urban Artifact put on by the guys at Grasshopper Juice Records. Uh, we actually talked a lot about the festival last. on the last episode of the podcast. Uh, we were there with Juan Cosby and Mage, Mage Fist. Fist of uh, Weirdos. So um, we hung out with them all this weekend too. They put on a really cool event. Um, we're going to recap that a little deeper um, later in the podcast. We're just kind of circling through what we d- What else did you do this weekend? Uh, besides Overcast... Thursday you listened to that Eminem uh, album, didn't you? Oh, yeah. I was a little <laughs> surprised, honestly. I haven't been too hot on Eminem the past couple albums, but... I think you're speaking for a lot of people. Yeah, I was uh, so, pleasantly surprised. I like the surprise drop. Um, I think it worked well for him. 
Uh, it came out the gate hot. I think that uh, was the first song, The Ringer, I think. Yeah, the first the song, The Ringer. Yeah, yeah. He, he basically went after the media. Yeah, he's, he's um, rapping. He's which, like uh, coming at people again. That's the It's pretty ironic love. given his nemesis of, uh, you know, 45, the awfully hot, awfully yeah. hot coffee pot, you know. <laughs> Off, should I drop it you know, on Trump? Going after Probably the media not. is quite a slippery slope, if you ask me. But, you know, whatever. I think that was actually said in a skit on the album that he shouldn't do that. But, oh, we got some questions coming in. Do you uh, want to start answering them before we get into that part? Um, well, I think it would be... I'm going to write it down, though. I'm going to copy... Hey, Mars, I'm going to copy your... We... Um, Cannot go without mentioning the release party for Colorado 2 at uh, Privilege on Thursday. That counts as the weekend. We definitely yeah, did that. That was that was pretty fun. I got a little too drunk. Made a recap. Um, it's kind of funny, but also very informative. So go check that out on the Instagram. Got interviews with DJ Jado. DJ Jado. The livest. Oh, he is the livest. I uh, got Autumn Javinci in there. Shout out. Malio. It's good to meet him. Trey shot this T eight J L, all good people. It was a really good uh, event at Privileged. Um, we um, we were invited out by X and the crew um, to witness the release of Carlo Rossi too. He came out in a robe. He was feeling himself all night. He performed <laughs> the whole album front to back, just mingling with the crowd. The Rossi was everywhere. It's exactly what would you you would want out of the Rossi release party. But if you haven't listened to the album. Um, you know, X just has this, if you're not aware, young X who runs timeless studios is actually Evan. Also, if you're yeah. not aware of that dynamic, it's the same person. <laughs> and the Evan character that he's created is a really fun guy. And his music, yeah. his music is, um, really growing. It's aging like a fine wine. What's uh, pretty crazy is you go on Apple music and just type in Evan and he's the first thing that pops up. Such like a, I want to say basic name, but just like a, a regular name. As far as like Evan. artistry, yeah. That's what his mama named him. Yeah, so <laughs> imagine if you just typed in Matt and Matt was the first thing that popped up. That'd be pretty crazy. As you, I see you guys sending in questions. We're loving it. I want to um, let you know that we're just copying and pasting these so that we can circle back into um, when we get to that segment where we're answering all these questions. We're going to um, make sure we get to them. Yeah. Um, yeah. As far as we did th- what we did this weekend, it was awesome. Um so when we were at Overcast, we caught a lot of performances. They had so many people performing. It's um, crazy. Um, I got to say, um, my first time catching Dope Knife was, um, he played both nights. There was a MC named Dope Knife, and he did this game called What's the Prop? Or Who's Got the Props? That's yeah. what it was. Who's got the props? <laughs> um, the whole room basically put lighters, t-shirts, uh, whatever was in their pockets out on the subs. And he went down the line and off Rapped the dome was talking about everything. And then it, he told a story with it, too. So he... He really impressed me with that. But I mean, when we talk about our locals, you know, we had, um, what was, what was the first, uh, performance that we actually went running when I walked in? Yeah. Ronan. Ronan oh my God. Ronan, Ronan okay. Halloway. So Ronan has this like aesthetic to him, you know, it's kind of, it's more than him just rapping. You know, if you watch that recent video he did with, um, Siri from tribe, there's kind of this ending part to it where he. Kind of, it's kind of like a psychological thriller. It's kind of shot a little glitchy. You know, he's really got this aesthetic to his music that um, he really engaged that entire room when he's up there. I mean, it, you you couldn't tear anyone away from his performance. Yeah, and then JB came on the stage and them going back and forth on a uh, Godspeed. That was, or what is it called? Godspeed. What's it called? You're putting me on the spot because I don't know the name of the song right now. Whatever the new song they just did together. <laughs> 
it was fire. They performed it, and yeah, it was hard body. Cool. Yeah, we had a lot of fun at Overcast. Thank you to Chase and Juan and Drew and uh, everyone else that's involved in Grasshopper Juice Records. AP, who also performed. Um, you guys are doing something really cool for the city. I got my Overcast tee on right now. I want you all to know that I paid retail for this. So you need to get out and support your artists. <laughs> yeah, shout out, shout out. That was fun. Good time. Good beer. Good are you ready setup. to get into the meat of this? We, we're just the music, new music just came out too. We want to yeah. talk about what we're bumping first before we get into this. What about, did you see GEZ's diss towards MGK? I think, yeah. Uh, he definitely cut deep. He came He came to cut deep on MGK, but the whole white rapper feud that's going on right now is just like... A little weird. It's weird. <laughs> I'm not trying to like enjoy it because it's weird. I'm not a fan but of either. I didn't, I didn't know G's you could come like that. I mean, I'm not saying... He didn't really come with anything that special, but he came... He was a dick. Is yeah. what I'm saying. He was a huge dick. He's not little. <laughs> he was. It wasn't corny because a lot of the things he did, he does, I find corny. And now nah, he hit him where it hurt. And I don't like MGK. I think it so. was fun, but I don't think there's much substance to the whole, whole thing. No, it'll be forgotten in a week. Some other new music that came out more uh, hits our hometown a little more. Um, I've been bumping that new Chris Crook since it came out. He did a release party at Corporate up in uh, Hyde Park. On Friday, I believe it was the the release party up there. Uh, Chestnut Checkers by Chris Crooks. That is out now on all streaming platforms. I got Apple Music, but um, if you're on Spotify or whatever, uh, you can find Chestnut Checkers playing there. I think it's like uh, I think it's eight tracks. It's 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 a short album, so I mean you're gonna get through a quick kind of Kanye good music style. But um, he's got some hard hitters on there. He's got um, you know. A lot of conscious stuff, stuff like uh, there's a song called Kings Need Queens that's really got a great message to it that um, I think really shows his versatility as an artist. So if you're checking out Chris Cook's Chestnut Checkers, um, that's on all streaming platforms. Um, Also, what I've been bumping in the city recently, uh, Papa Gora um, also this week um, released a song called Taxi. Uh, It's got an exclamation point on the end. Uh, You can hear that one at doublesin.com. I've already dropped that one on the website. Um, and he kind of detailed that that, um, that song details a time when he was Ubering a lot. Um, he was having car troubles and that was creating issues at work. So it's kind of the, um, the frantic nature of not being able to rely on transportation. So Papagora, um, if that's the first time you're listening to Papagora, circle back and listen to his album Hope that came out earlier this year. Because um, you're going to love him if you, uh, if you give him a chance for sure. Yeah, very good dude. Very nice. Uh, very cool. like what he's doing. Shouts out. Definitely, definitely. Are we ready to get into the meat of this gravel? I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm, I'm ready to take ready. some questions. We've already taken a few questions. Um, I've gathered a few questions from um, my direct messages, which I read thoroughly. <laughs> and um, I also took them from comments and statuses that I may or may not have been tagged in, but found nevertheless. Sneak dissers. Um So those count as questions, but we're going to leave the names out because you know who you are. And honestly... They're valid questions that um, I do want to answer, and I'm not trying to be a dick about it. I really, um, I think if we create a better understanding between what I do and what you do, and um, the same goes for Gravel. I'm not trying to speak for him, but I assume he's going to yeah. be civil about this. No, I'm calm um, with that heat. I think we can solve a lot of the issues that um, are created through a misunderstanding. So without further ado. Let's get right into it. Um, I think we could start off a little bit about kind of explaining 
our separate processes um, for our respective outlets. And I think, um, I think that would help a lot to answer a lot of the questions before, um, before they come in. So um, do you want to talk a little bit about the origin of donuts and alcohol? Cause you kind of just started um, yeah, at the end too. of last year. So yeah. you don't, you don't have that long. I mean, mine's <laughs> not that much longer. <laughs> All right. So basically last December, um, I wanted to find a way to give artists a platform basically to kind of book the show or like to promote the shows I was doing with those artists. It's how it started out. And I wanted to, you know, promote those shows, promote those artists. So people actually got to know those artists and would want to come out to see them. So it started out, we got Zayla, Sweden, Alexander the Bear, and Devin to do a couple interviews, set it up. We got this uh, really cool loft downtown. We were doing it at, it was going to be audio only. And my roommate got some cameras from school and kind of put it all together and ended up interviewing about 12 different people. And it turned into, um, it turned into donuts and alcohol. We didn't have the name for it or whatever, but since then it's kind of grown. Uh, we, we just want to do more things, dropping video content, whether it be recaps, kind of, um, recaps or interviews or kind of following people around in their hometown or, you know, but we don't want to limit it to just Cincinnati. We want to get, you know, anyone that's doing something positive, we want to kind of track what they're doing in video format. We're open to doing skits. We're open to doing all sorts of things. Um, but yeah. So that's where, that's where Donuts has been uh, changing a little bit as you've gone through the first three seasons. You're now recording at uh, Felsen House. Mm-hmm. When uh, before you were recording at uh, one of your constituents uh, apartments. Yep. Shelter. If you were at the first Cincy Secret show. You may have been there, yeah. so you may know the location. But um, So as you've been getting through the first three seasons, um, what kind of reaction have you been getting from both people that have been featured on Donuts and Alcohol and maybe people that haven't been featured? And um, we also did that bracket earlier right, um, right. to choose the last spot on, this, on, the, um, on the season. And Did you really receive any feedback from that process? Um. Yeah, yeah. Everyone that we've interviewed has loved it and shown a bunch of support and has been very thankful. And I appreciate that. It's great to, you know, work with these people and have a working relationship. And uh, the professionalism has been there. Um, as for the people that haven't been on, it's been kind of 50 50. Um, you got the people that are like, what the hell? You're interviewing so and so. He's only been rapping for three years and I've been rapping for 10 years and blah, blah, blah. Why don't you all have me on? And it's like, yo, we're going to get to you. We can only do so many a season without it being, you know, diluted. And just like, we want this thing to last. We don't want this to be over in a month and we just interview every single artist. There's obviously not that many artists in the city. So we want to spread it out. We want this thing to last for a while and we want it to mean something when you get an interview from Donuts and Alcohol, not just, you know, you pay us 50 bucks and we interview you. We want it to kind of have some meaning and not, you know, yeah, I think um, I think everyone can appreciate that. You know, I, I I wouldn't want you know just to for donuts and alcohol to be seen as kind of like a paid slot or something that you kind of just a transaction that you you just yeah, obtain. It's something that you know the people who are on it feel special for being on it, and I guess I mean the people who aren't on it 
are upset because they they know that it's something special. Yeah, so, and it's try to keep thing, it that way. My thing is like we're gonna get to you. You're not being overlooked. Don't and you getting mad at me is like you said earlier this week off camera that you know I'm not looking any more forward to doing an interview with you after you just badmouth me. You know, sneak diss me on Facebook. So it's like, well, like, where's the logic in that? Like, yeah, I want to interview, but I'm gonna be a dick. You still gonna interview me? Like, yeah, let me let me jump you up the list and get right to you now. When there's tons of other people that come out and support and really want to make the city better and not using negativity. So basically, I like what donuts and alcohol is doing gravel. So. Thanks. Keep doing what you're doing. That's all that matters. I do want to give a little bit of background about Doublesin. Um, If you have asked me on on a one-on-one or in some kind of group setting, I've explained this before, but um, I do want to get it on the open how this all has come about. Um, I'm not trying to um, be anything but transparent here because, I mean, that's what this whole podcast is about. So um, if you've been following Doublesin since the beginning, and I'm talking the beginning, beginning, so... um, I don't even know how long ago. It's probably about five years now. Um, Robbie C., he was then known as Dat Natty Kid. Um, he started um, a website by the name of Doublesin, and it was um, a blog dedicated to uh, Cincinnati hip-hop. And um, oh, wow. it had a different logo. It had a different uh, look and feel to it. It did not have a printed magazine. And I think there was a space between the double and the sin. So um, it was a little bit different, but the brand had existed through Robbie C. for some time. Um, coming into late 2016, he launched, um, doublesin.com, which is the, um, brand that, you know, today with the red Robins logo and, um, the different, just different brand than before. And, um, he quickly then released the first magazine, which is the one that has JL on it. Um, that is the winter 2017 issue. So that's the first Doublesin magazine. And that was released completely by Robbie C., um, at that point, I was just a staff writer for the magazine. Um, the JL cover story was actually my story. Um, I think I had another one in there, an album review. And then um, I was a writer for the next one that was also completely released by Robbie C. So um, I had only been a staff writer at this point, And he had um, making an infam- infamous decision um, to leave the realm of hip hop in Cincinnati for his own personal uh, reasons. Um, so he was actually a very prominent graphic designer. He still is definitely a a prominent graphic designer, but he was very focused in doing cover art and hip hop and websites and all kinds of stuff for rappers and, um, other artists in the city. So he definitely gained his notoriety doing that. Um, but he brought it to this magazine as the next step to promote these artists. And, um, when his decision came to leave the game, um, he kind of just passed it on to, um, someone who was already familiar with the brand, someone um, who he, I guess, could trust with the brand. And we had been talking for a few years and um, I'm the one who ended up with it. Um, to be honest, I didn't go to school to run a magazine. Um, I didn't know how to run a magazine. I don't think anybody just like knows how to run a magazine. Even people who work at magazines only do one little job at the magazine. They write, they take care of advertising, they're an editor. Um, I'm doing all those things at the same time. So when you see me talking about um, I'm only one person. Like you have to take into account um, everything I'm trying to juggle as one person for um, what the groundwork that Robbie has laid. Because honestly, if you're familiar with his design, um, he set the bar high. So I had to kind of jump into the seat and um, live up to the 
standard that he had established. So um, that's kind of the inception of how Doubleson came along. Um, it's taken a lot of changes since then. The website looks much different. Um, the content um, is a lot different. There's um, a new team behind it. Um, the magazine, for the most part, I think has kept the same um, graphical integrity, and the content, I think, keeps improving, which is definitely um, what, we're, what we've been trying to do. Um, we've been building our team up. Um, if you're around the brand a lot or if you're around at hip-hop events, you may know Jimmy Dollard. Um, he goes by James Dollard on the website if you've come across his writing, but he is our executive editor. He came from a, the journalism program at University of Cincinnati. He interned with Cincinnati Magazine. So um, when I said I, I didn't go to school for running a magazine, Jimmy kind of did. So um, I brought him on, and he's been showing me the ropes and kind of showing me how we need to protect our integrity as a magazine how we need to um, basically move forward um, as a real publication rather than um, what a lot of people do is they, um, I feel like they kind of just guess at it and um, we're trying to be technical and calculated and we're trying to actually make some moves for the artists in our city. Oh, yeah. I had nothing prepared. I swear I have nothing prepared. <laughs> no, that's pretty cool. I didn't, I honestly <laughs> didn't know the whole backstory behind that and Robbie C was the, yeah, if you want to catch more about Robbie C, um, our actual, and this is a plug, but this is also informative. The um, It was the summer 2017 edition. It actually has Mama Name Evan on the other cover. Um, there's a cover story that I wrote in that one about Robbie C when he um, had transitioned a magazine to me. So it's kind of like an ode to all of the work that he had done up to that point. So, um, And he kind of unmasked himself. That's one of the things about him. Um, many, many people have not met him, and the ones who haven't met him, Still haven't even seen a picture of him. Yeah. Um, and he's about half unmasked in the magazine. So go buy it. <laughs> Doubleson.com. So, um, well, how do you get into the magazine? Do you accept payments or like, you know, I'm trying to put a mixtape out. Can I just give you like 50 bucks for like a, you know, a little square? And so this is, um, this is a question that I actually get a lot. How do you get in the magazine? Um, and I understand why I get that question a lot. Um, it's because it's not clearly stated how you get in the magazine because it's not really a black and white process. Um, so we have our team of writers and it's always kind of changing. And I'll get into more about how the, the team dynamic works um, for us a little later. But um, the team's always changing. And I don't like to, I mean, there are certain stories where we'll assign where, you know, something's definitely need to be covered. Um, we'll assign that to some of our, our writers or our photographers. Um, but at another time, you know, we curate our content, you know, um, if you take our last issue to into example, um, we have to basically overshoot it by months because we're putting this together and we're printing it and that all takes time. So we're kind of having to foresee what's happening in the city months at a time. And if you're used to dealing with music on a local level, you know, two months, everything could change. Project names could change. People could completely stop being artists altogether. Right. Albums could be pushed months it could be pushed until the next year so um there's a little bit of a gamble about what we put in the magazine because we want it to be timely and that's only because we want it to benefit the artists in it as much as we can there's no use in us talking about you um putting a six-page cover story in there when you don't have anything going on and that's not to be a dick that means like okay so i'm the writer that has to write your story where do we start what do we talk about and and honestly, this question that if you feel this, you kind of need to feel this. 
why does anyone care? That's the whole thing. Like, I mean, think about that. I mean, why does anyone care? They're not just going to care because you rap. A lot of people rap. Gravel raps. I do. I I don't rap, but I I write. I got pen game. <laughs> Pick up the magazine if you don't believe it. But, um, but honestly, like, what are we going to write about? And that's kind of the position you need to think about when you're approaching media is they have to say something about it. And if they don't give them anything to say, then they're going to move on to someone who does give them something to say. They're going to move on to something that actually is exciting them. And, um, and that's not to say that you're not going to get media. I mean, it's a catch 22. There's a lot of things that kind of work like that. And um, I think really just the best strategy is to keep your head down, put as much content out as you can because what that's going to do is going to make you better. And when you get better at that, you'll have more headspace to focus on distributing it and thinking about where to put it. Um, you just get better at your craft and then you can, you can focus on, you know, um, relating to media because I'm not a professional in the media by any means. So professional by definition, like you make your living off it, right? Right. Okay. So I'm not paying myself anything from double sense. So I'm not professional media and we're going to get into payment. We're going to get into money stuff earlier. Cause there's a lot of uh, conversations out there about uh, funny stuff. And I want to get in on this joke, funny stuff going on. But um, yeah, if you, if you're asking me how to get into double sin magazine, I would say you need to keep your head down and you need to keep in mind who you're trying to sell it to. And at the end of the day, we're people, I'm a person Every writer that we have is a person. Every photographer we have is a person. They have interests and they have things they dislike. If something doesn't appeal to me, it might appeal to Jimmy. It might appeal to Britt, who is one of our new writers that we're bringing on. Hot take right there. Ooh. Um, it might appeal to one of our photographers who a lot of the times, especially if you know Dre shot this, he's recommending stories all the time because he's in the trenches. He knows what's being done here at Timeless. He knows what's not out yet. He knows the videos that are going down. I mean... At the end of the day, all of, all of our team are is are contributors to the content mix that we have. So it's all about building relationships. And I know that's probably not the answer you want to hear, but how many times have you heard it? You want a good job? You want anything? You have to build a relationship. It's all about who you know. And I'm not saying I'm hard to know. There's a lot of people that know me. Right. But you have to make an effort to know me. There's people that get mad they're not in the magazine. And um, I have to invite them to like the page and they haven't liked it. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not, that's not even important, but that's just to say, how important is this outlet to you if you aren't actually engaging in it? And I have proof that you're not engaging with it. Like, I'm not mad that you're not, but I'm mad that you're mad at me when you're clearly not reciprocating the way that you're, you're saying you are. So, I mean, there's a lot of people, there's a lot of times you come across pages and, you know, oh, I thought I liked that and you like it real quick. There's, a, I mean, and it's not about Facebook likes at the end of the day. It's about just creating a mutual channel of communication between us. And if you don't open it and we don't open it, then I don't know what to tell you. I mean, we can open the channels and you can open the channels, but if neither of us do it, I, uh, I don't know what to tell you. Sorry. So I'm, I, uh, I posted recently that I'm going to be better about checking my DMS. That is my, um, contribution to opening my channels of communication further. I posted publicly email addresses, making myself prone to many, many spam emails. So if you caught that, it is on my timeline. Go ahead and go back, get those emails. Um, DM on any social media. Seriously, like, I'm here. I'm a human. Just appeal to me. That's all I'm asking. 
Is it? Yeah. At the end of the day, we're just humans, just like you. We want to be treated with respect. Our media, in a form, is is like an art form. I mean, it's not like we're coming Bars. to you and being like, "Oh yeah, uh, your your little music." Um, yeah, we'll check out your little music. Like, come on, man. We're all humans here. We want to be treated with respect. Treat us with respect. Oh, more than likely going to check you out. Um, as for me, I don't hold grudges against anybody. Um, so things can be patched up, you know. I'm not going to hate you or hate your music because you said something to me like, that's petty. I'll focus on the art and the music. And if you're good, you're good. That's kind of where each of us comes from. We get we got some specific questions to answer now. I mean, okay, yeah. yeah. I mean, we've been ta- I've been taking them out of people's statuses. So I wasn't tagged in any of these, but um, I knew who you were talking we about. So see. I took I took them as questions anyway. <laughs> um, what did we got a lot from D8? I don't know if he's in here right now, but D8 submitted a lot of questions, and they weren't all related to uh, double center donuts and alcohol. They're pretty good though. They're good ones though. We'll get that. we'll get to those when we need a little break from from that. Um, so we kind of got through how I pick for um, Double Sim magazine, but I want to kind of break down our thought process and the psychology behind who's actually in the magazine. So I mentioned that we wanted to benefit the artists in it as much as possible. Um, that's the biggest reason that we're here doing this. So you'll notice um, the front cover for the last issue has Jamie Shea. She's an incredible R&B singer-songwriter from the city. She released an album called The Toxic um, back in March. Um, it's still in rotation for many, many people because it's um, it was recorded here at Timeless, and it is indeed a Timeless recording. So, <laughs> hey, it's a Matt joke. Uh, anyway, um, she's on the front cover. So she's definitely something you you expect to see on the cover. She's a, a prominent figure. She made a big boom with her official debut. Um, she's got this aesthetic that and this sound that people would latch onto. So she makes sense for a cover. Um, she's kind of what you would call, I guess, uh, the commercial side. And then if you flip it over, there's a group called POC. And this magazine came out one month after they debuted also. Um, they're brand new on the scene. I think um, it's probably been almost probably close to a year since they've banded together. Um, but um, we just saw them at Overcast this weekend, and they're easily easily one of the most enjoyable groups in the city. So yeah, there's kind sure. of a duality on the covers, um, kind of like the commercial who you'd expect to see side and the this is brand new, you need to know who this is side. So um, that's kind of the mentality that's going into the covers. And it hasn't been that way since Doubleson started. That's kind of something that we're finding um, our lane in as we keep going. Um, keep in mind, Gravel and I have both been doing this for less than two years under these brand names. So um, I guess we are we look like we're doing it right because um, a lot of people are are liking it. But, um, you know, we're not perfect. We're, we're still learning the ropes, too. For sure. Um, another way, we, we just like to make sure we're keeping in line with things that are coming out. So um, Jamie Shea, she had a big summer with that release, and then she released the Cuddy video. Um, it was just a big summer for Jamie and it made sense that she ha- was on the cover and inside you can find uh, more artists that were doing a lot of stuff. Um, DJ Hope has popped up on the scene. He's been doing a lot more residencies. He's been a lot involved in a lot of events that Gravel and I have been on. Yep. Um, his energy is just real cool. Um, his, his DJ abilities, um, you know, a vinyl DJ, I automatically have respect for, but his music selection and everything just kind of vibes with you know, what I think, where I think the music, um, is going these days. So, 
Um, we featured him as kind of like a newcomer in the DJ community, um, popping up a lot more often. You know, we did stuff with videographers. We got Cam from Bang Out Films, you know, definitely a figure in the game. His his videos are all over the place, and we're not even talking Cincinnati. Uh, Monty C was um, the the um, interviewer on that one. He was, it was his support the real segment. So we've got a lot of different voices going on in the magazine. Um, legit Vintage, we would like to cover a little bit of clothing in the magazine. Um, you know, there's a lot of cool stuff. We got um, basically everyone in there had released something recently or is releasing something soon. And we're trying to frame it around that. So um, I think that makes sense. I don't know. Yeah. If, I, don't, I don't think you can get mad at me for doing that. Can I uh, <laughs> go through our selection process? Yeah. Uh, how do you select? Because you do seasons. So that's kind right. of, I guess you would compare that to the magazine being like a closed. Yeah. Like we only, yeah. at max, we do about 12, about 12 artists, creators a season. And with this season, season three, we decided to start it off with Oski Isaiah, deservingly. I mean, Oski. he's a great dude. He came to us. Uh, I mean, I'll post before every season, like we're going through submissions. We're doing this now. Um, if you want anything special, if you have any releases coming out, let me know. Um, that's exactly what Oski did. He, he came over, pitched some ideas. Um, he was the only person to do that. So it was like, yo. You know, I see he's serious. He's hungry. He's got some stuff in the on um, in the works. I've seen him perform. He kills it. Um, I'm on Gravel's Instagram here too, <laughs> and um, <laughs> I, I've seen him. You know, working hard. So that was an easy decision to have him. You know, um, start it all off. And of course, we got Jamie Shea, and we got POC as well, um, and. I want to make it clear that Dunce and Alcohol is not just hip hop. There's a lot of angry hip hop, hip hop heads, whatever that, you know, so-and-so should be on here. We're not just sticking to one genre. That's very close minded. I don't only listen to rap or hip hop. I'm trying to do everything. Say Cincinnati. that again for the people in the background, because I think that could go a long way to making people less angry. Yeah. We're not just sticking to hip hop. Dunce sorry, and Alcohol like, is not just hip hop. We love right. hip hop. That's what I uh, spent a lot of my early childhood listening to. Um, I love hip hop. Don't get me wrong, but I also like other stuff. Cincinnati is way bigger than just a hip hop scene. Um, that's why we decided to get. I know Oddly can kind of flirt with the hip hop scene, but like we got Oddly, we got Moonbow. Um, they're amazing. They're about to drop a nationwide release. You have painters on. Alternates and alcohol. Painter, we have Feel Art, KG Arts, uh, Nate Flanagan. And then this season we have Jay Banks, who just opened his shop, his native brand shop up in uh, Dayton, Kentucky, Newport, basically. Um, he's doing a lot of good things. He wants to, you know, help the scene grow. And that's what we're all about is helping, helping the scene grow. Who's got, you know, their stuff in order? Who's, who comes to us with a plan, you know, not, not just, Hey, I'm dropping a mixtape next week on SoundCloud. Um, check me out. I deserve an interview. During the season that, you know, we're putting out, like, you missed the boat. I told everybody. And then we even did the fans choice. We teamed up to do that for the last spot of season three. And I thought that was a good idea to kind of have one more person jump in and kind of make it fun, have people voting and, who, who do you want to see get crowd engagement? Yeah. Um, I thought it went pretty well. There's a lot of people 
complaining. Um, I think there was a little beef between two of the artists going head head to head. Um, you know, say what you will. Honestly, you got the most votes, and that's how that worked. It's out. the votes. It's the votes. Yeah, he did what he had to do to to get those votes, and hey, you won. Hey, and sound off in the comments on my live right here if you're listening. Um, if you do or do not like artist voting, um, bracket games, um, contests, anything, anything like that. If you're not a fan of that, um, tell us why. Let's. Um, we can get, personally, we- like I, I see it as co- not like a competition, like a friendly competition. You're going up against someone, and it really does drive results and gets your name out there. Do you if- think? Do you think it can be a popularity contest and? You know, just because someone has the most friends doesn't mean they're the best artist by any means. Oh, yeah. This is not by any means who's the best. We could do it like that. But this was a fan's choice, who the fans wanted to see. It's not, I didn't say this is the best artist in Cincinnati that hasn't been on Donuts and Alcohol vote. It's who the fans want to see. I want to get views on our videos or it's this whole thing's pointless, you know? So... That's the other Ooh, thing. Like that's a good transition. That's right the there. other thing is like we're driven by views. We get sponsorships through views. We you know get paid through views. That's how we grow as a as an entity. I think we need to take it back though. We need to explain why we are interested in getting paid. And I don't. I'm, and this doesn't really need an explanation. Yeah. But I mean, uh, I can speak for myself. But I mean, I have expenses to do Doubleson Magazine. Guess what? Those magazines I'm selling didn't just show up on the doorstep looking great. Nope. Um, If you want to factor in my five years of college education, they're really, really expensive. (laughs) But um, if you just factor in the paper that we're printing it on and getting shipped across the country in really, really heavy boxes, um, I'm going to go ahead and just say that, you know, I think it's pretty self-explanatory that it costs money and that's why we're trying to make money. At least so we're not. It's not even about like for me at this point right now, it's not about making a profit. It's about at least breaking even, you know, I'm all about making a profit. I, that too, Let's but that like, out there. I at least want to break even first. And that's kind of where I'm at now. Yeah, Cause, cause gra- gravel, um, what, correct me if you're wrong. Are you renting, you're renting we, equipment, we, you're renting space. Yeah. Space. Um, we get most of the equipment. We set up a sponsorship with college beats. They helped out with a lot. And then Jake, Shout out college he's piece. getting stuff from uh, Cincy State where he went to school. So, yeah, we got that. We've got to feed people. We've got to have, um, I mean, like we have a whole team, you know, shout out to Chris, shout out to Aaron, shout out to uh, to Jake, uh, shout out to Tony on this last season. Uh, you know, I feel bad that they can't get paid. Like, you know, that sucks. They got a whole team like working with you and you want to pay them because they're doing top-notch work. And yeah, we're just all out of pocket. Let's talk about pay Um, because I don't pay my team either. Um, And the short answer for why I don't is because I don't pay myself. Yeah. Um, And that's not to say that they're not worth getting paid. And in fact, like um, when the funds do get to the point where I can pay people, like I'm going to pay them before I pay myself because I mean, if you just look at the cover shots, if you look at, I mean, you don't see the unedited copy, but Jimmy is really going in there and digging in and changing things and making them better, making our writers better. Um, and that's, that's you know, really what we're trying to do with our team. But um, at the end of the day, like, I think everyone on the team right now understands that um, it's an expensive operation to print and ship magazines. 
Um, you know, we're trying to make more money so that we can do more things. And they understand all the money is going back into it. And I think the people who are on the same wavelength that, you know, they want to grow something, they want to build and construct and, and just forge something that wasn't there are going to kind of just gravitate towards it anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not to say that we don't create opportunities for our writers. I mean, um, and especially our photographers. Um, one of the first opportunities I was, I remember I was able to create, um, Lionel, he does a lot of our cover shots. Um, there's only actually a couple that he did not do, but Lionel, uh, Lion X Styles, incredible photographer. Um, never, ever been just, dis- I've been blown away by his work every single time I've seen it. Um, so, you know, he's been doing a lot of work for Doubleson, a lot of the cover shots. He's making us look as good as we look. So when the opportunity came up to shoot the um, 2017 Ubon Fest, so that had headliners, Big Sean, 2 Chains, Gucci Mane, Steve Aoki. These are heavy hitters. Right. So when the opportunity came where he was able to get in front of the barrier and take close-up pictures of these huge artists, and he's used to doing that. Honestly, he's at OTR Live for all those shows. He takes pictures of artists all the time. But you know, the fact that I was able to get him access through the attention that we're creating as an outlet is um, is a cool opportunity to them as well um, as as fellow creators. So um, I do feel a little bad that I can't financially pay people what they're worth. Um, but at the same time, um, we're trying to get to that point and the people who stick with it to that point are going to be the ones who reap the rewards. Exactly. Um, Cause if I understand, I understand working for free, you know, our team has gotten a little, and I don't even want to say flaky cause that has kind of a negative connotation, but you can only expect so much output from people if you're not paying them. Um, and I understand that. And I've been in my own unpaid positions more than enough times in my life. So I understand how it feels and um, the opportunity costs there, but you know, the people who are with us are the ones who understand it. And the people who will join us are also the ones who kind of see the vision. And that's what's important. Right, right, right. It's okay, that's kind of how we are. I mean, to be honest with you, Chris, and Chris, our engineer, and Jake do pretty much all the heavy lifting as far as editing and mixing the audio. I kind of do the front-end stuff, like book the artist, set up the spot, you know, do all that. And then they take the back end and make everything look so nice and perfectly execute what my kind of vision is for it. And for them to like stick with me, both very good friends, you know, it means a lot. So it's all about the team, you know, yeah. Your vibe attracts your tribe. Wow. Yeah. Write that one down. That was pretty cool. Okay. We're starting to take some more questions. You got any more questions, gravel? Um, Hmm. I'm going to start. Um, we definitely took some questions. Um, those were older questions that had been asked before. Um, I think they were important to get out. Um, here's one that we got earlier. Um, what do you think is the biggest setback of artists in Cincinnati? I think this is a pretty quick answer because I think we, off uh, the record, a lot of people talk about this topic. Yeah. Um, it is just kind of getting that big fish in a small pond kind of mentality. Uh, you know, thinking you're the shit in Cincinnati, but the whole world, you know, doesn't know you yet. Who cares? You know, who cares? Anyone can get big in a a small town or make some noise, but like, what are you going to do with it? It means nothing, you know, you're stuck in Cincinnati for the rest of your life. Like, I think it's entitlement. And I talk about it a lot as entitlement. 
Um, and when I say entitlement, I'm not trying to be a dick when I talk about entitlement. I just want to, un- I just want us to understand what entitlement is. And it's expecting something that there's really no grounds to have the expectation. It's all based in your ego and you're, you just, it's, it's selfish to expect someone to clear out space in the magazine for you. It's, it's entitlement to expect that it's, it's confident to think that you're worthy of it and to, and to ask for it. And, but to get mad when it's not offered to you is entitlement and to, to, to think without even approaching us that you deserve it is entitlement. And I think that's holding a lot of people back. And I think it's only because um, I think a lot of people just get excited that they're creating something that, that, that they're getting excited about. And um, I think it kind of goes to people's heads. They start feeling themselves. They start kind of um, feeling like they're, you know, they're finding their place. They know what they're doing. And um, they think the obvious next step to that is for people to start paying attention and to start caring when the next thing to do is to keep pushing. Like people are only going to care about what they care about. Right. And I think, um, along with entitlement, something that holds people back and, um, someone brought this up on one of my, one of my statuses recently. Um, it was B-Luck shout out to B-Luck. Um, people are trying to market to an audience that they want to like them. Mm-hmm. So let's say I want people who like Travis Scott to like my music. So I'm going to go after Travis Scott's people when really chance the rappers crowd likes my music. But I'm going after Travis Scott's people and it's never going to really resonate because there's a much different sound and a much different kind of culture tied into those two different types of hip hop. And um, I think you I mean, they do cross over in in a lot of different places. But at the end of the day, you need to you need to worry about recognizing what your audience's behavior is and matching that instead of putting all your effort into trying to change it because you're not going to change as many people as you're going to get if you just go where they already like you. Right. That's, that's a lot of work to force somebody to click that link and watch. I I mean, I can relate to that. It's just when we started Donuts and Alcohol, I was just a, trying to get it out to everyone I knew, everyone from you know high school, college. Here's what I'm doing. Here's what I'm doing. Like it. And it, it just doesn't work like that. I mean, there's so many people that I thought would be excited just weren't. And that's just the way it is. Don't take it to heart. It's like, I think more to myself, like, okay, what do I got to do to get those people to watch? I'm not going to sit here and cry like, I just spent so much money booking this place and getting all these artists together and no one's watching my video. Like, come on, man. At that point, you're only doing yourself a disservice. It's your responsibility to get the attention. You can't expect people to pay attention. And they they shouldn't be interested in it. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, you're, you're in the whole grand scheme of things you're you're a small fish and no one really cares and the thing that makes me mad about the whole entitlement thing too is people always come to me like why haven't you interviewed me yet i deserve that interview as if like the people i'm interviewing aren't worthy or the people we've picked aren't deserving of an interview yeah and that this somehow you are and i'm just doing a shitty job of booking these interviews like no every single person we've interviewed has deserved it puts in work you know, so I, I kind of, I kind of get mad at when, when people say that. I feel like gravel. Yeah. I think we need to move on to another question. Cause I said that was going to be short and I think we, it was long. We went deep, but I think we got some goodies out of it. What do you got over there? Um, okay. I think this one's kind of fun. Sorry. Good boy. The trash man asked this one. 
In the field of journalism, where do you see yourselves in five years? Five years. I want to see how you guys carry your momentum. Unless you started off in... Uh, so I guess I am technically in the field of journalism, huh? I really don't. I really don't feel like I'm in journalism, um, and that's mostly because my I think my forte is design, putting the actual magazine together. Um, I do end up writing a lot of it, um, but if you go through and you read Jimmy's work, um, Des does a lot of good work. He wrote the Jamie story in the last one. Um, I don't consider myself a journalist, really. I mean, I I I do journalist. I have journalistic tendencies. Um, so in the next five years, I think, um, I actually see myself stepping further away from being a journalist myself and, um, stepping more into a role of, um, building the Doubleson brand to what the vision is. Because if you think we, this isn't the final form, what you're seeing right now is us finding, is finding our lane. Um, Trial and error, honestly. We're not in our lane yet. We're not even, we're not even on the right road yet. Like we're on the entrance ramp. I, I'm I'm very self aware of where we are and how um how, how there may be complications to scaling something that has a very local um nature to it. So um this hasn't reached its final form and um so the next five years I definitely see growing into something more than a printed magazine and being a little further out from the, the journalism world. I think I think it would be okay to call yourself a journalist because you are in the streets. That's the, the definition of a journalist. No, in I mean, the streets. You all, you're in the streets documenting <laughs> what's going on for people to um, feel like they're there in the streets. I, I think it's okay. I don't. I didn't go to school for journalism or anything, but we are documenting and whatnot. So. I think in about in five years, I definitely want to continue doing like video stuff. I want to do more interviews. I want to go wherever to interview whoever. Obviously, I want to work with big artists doing red carpet stuff. I think that would be like the dream, honestly. But I also found out on YouTube that they have all the behind the musics on there. And I've been getting real inspired by those and how deep they are and how... Um, they just play with your emotions and go through the stories of these big bands and artists. I think that'd be something cool, you know, do something like that. Ooh. Kind of like an old, the old MTV VH1 days. I'm excited to see that gravel. I like behind the music too. Yeah. But some pop-up videos, some pop-up Dre shot. This videos would be tight too. little fun facts. Ooh. Someone asked when's the next DNA show. Ooh, we might have to cut that out of the podcast. If you're watching live, forget that. I'm going to tell Dre in a text. <laughs> <laughs> Someone asked when the next DNA show is, and I think that would be fire. It's tonight. Yeah. Oh, right now. So actually, this podcast already out. You missed it. To be honest, I don't know when the next DNA show is. Um, I need to find a new home base to throw some dope shows. I want to get a bigger place. Um, that's what I kind of started out doing was booking shows and throwing shows. So that is my wheelhouse. I'd like to do more stuff. So we got a good question here um, through the chat. Uh, what are more professional approaches that artists can have that uh, would interest me and you in curating their music if they don't necessarily have a big fan base that they're bringing to the table? That was asked by Anthony Cloward. Thank you, Anthony. Oh, you being flow or ebb and flow? Ebb and flow. Ebb and flow. Um, that's a very good question. I think... 
it's it's odd. I have never received one EPK from anybody trying to get on the show, which I think that's like a lost. I don't want to say art or whatever, but your first impression does mean a lot. How professional you are, how you um, approach somebody says a lot. Um, you just want to be respectful. You want to um, not get too like, I opened up for so-and-so. My SoundCloud has this many plays. Like, we'll check that out. Like, but how are the streets reacting to you? What kind of team do you have behind you? Um, those are more important important things to kind of say in the initial email than just like I opened up for Slim Thug and uh eight ball and MJG and whatever. Like that that doesn't mean anything to me for real. You knew somebody that could get you on a show. Whatever. Yeah. I just want to be excited about what's being pitched to me. So I'm gonna go back to POC as an example because they went we put them all the way on the cover. They're not just in the magazine. Um, they hadn't been around that long. They're definitely not selling out big rooms. They're actually not even playing big rooms. They're playing vintage shops, um, Revel OTR, which isn't a gigantic place, the Mockbee, which has some space. But I mean, at the end of the day, they're in the, they're in the small rooms. They've rocked a sidewalk outside of Bogarts before. I just want to get excited about it. You know, I I want I want I don't want to like. It's not that the submissions don't matter and the stuff that comes in that we're we're receiving isn't interesting to us, but it's just something, if something hits you and you're genuinely interested in it and you want to know more, I'm going to make an effort to know more. And, um, there's just a lot of different cases in succession that happen that way. And then at the end of the day, those end up in the magazine, whether it's my interest or Jimmy's or whoever's writing the story. I mean, I just want to be excited about it. So if you don't have a big fan base yet, if you don't have um, cause my, my only motive isn't to sell magazines. I mean, I want to sell magazines, but, um, so I'm trying to draw people in with the, the artists that I think have that fan base, but while their audience is going through it, I want them to find the people who don't. And that's kind of the theory is that it kind of snowballs into something mm-hmm. as it's being integrated into media that has more eyeballs. So that's the same mentality with the website. You know, we definitely make sure to get all the bigger pieces of content out there. Um, but we try to get the smaller ones in there too so that it's kind of integrated because, you know, we're not going to draw everyone in with just small content, but we're not going to please everyone with just the big content or get to everyone that we need to know about. Exactly. And I think it doesn't really matter. I'd rather have someone that just started out but is very honest with themselves and honest with where they're at in the whole process of putting an album out or developing as an artist than someone, you know, that's all entitled and you know i did all this you guys need to have me on the um on for an interview i was just like be honest with yourself be honest with us don't front because we can tell who's hot and who's not i mean we talked to just about everybody in the music scene and we know who people are liking and you know we might miss a person here or there but for the most part i think we've kind of know what's going on my boy TP is in the chat here. Everyone say hi to Tony in the chat. Hey, Tony, Tony Prugel. Um, he's with College Beats. If you haven't run into Tony yet, if you know Tony, then you know. If you know, <laughs> you know. Um, he's asking, what is more important, long-term vision or short-term gains? That's not uh, exactly related to double... Uh, I guess related to our, our brands. Okay. That's not a complaint, Tony, but we're going to... I think... I'm going to go Gary V on this one. I'm going to say... 
you need to have patience in the long term. So you need to be looking at the long game and have patience for what's coming at the end of that. But in the short term, what's right in front of you, you need to just work and you need to go hard and you need to keep your head down and just keep your eye on the long game at the same time. And just know you have to be patience, patient as you're working in the long game. But um, well, yeah, none of that long stuff is guaranteed either. So yeah. that's why it's kind of important. But the long to, game is what I'm all about. I'm yeah, all about yeah, the long yeah, game. Yeah. I'm all about consistency and making shit last for that long term mentality. Shout out to Absol. Absol. And shout out to TP for that question. Tony. <laughs> um, I got a couple other other ones here. Um, first, we got a request to see more producers on the podcast. And no spoilers, but that dream is going to come true. So Woo! there you go. It's already in the works, gang. <laughs> um, so we also got a question in the chat. What do we seek to accomplish with helping artists out? Um, Obviously, to help the Cincinnati music scene grow. Um, I'm very... I take pride in my hometown where I'm from and it just, it kind of hurts when people don't look at us as like the biggest city in Ohio, let alone like even recognize us nationally as far as music. I don't think we're the biggest city in Ohio though. I, I think our music scene, I mean, just technically the biggest. I don't well, think no, I meant like, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> I'm kidding. as far as, as far as music and arts and culture, it, it bugs me. I want to, I want to prove that we've got something hot here. Um, we shouldn't be looked over. There's just, there's not any, there wasn't really any media players before we came along. So going into this role, I want to make sure everyone's getting their shine. Um, and I, I like seeing them grow and I like being a part of it. And I like doing whatever I can to help these artists develop. Um, what about you? I really just want to break an artist. And that's not to say any artist. You'll see me. You're going to see me heavier with the content on certain artists. I mean, that's just the end of the day. You're going to see me posting heavier content on certain artists. There's between four and six artists that are just absolutely going to have their content somewhere within Doublesin because I want to break an artist and I believe in taking what's already got momentum and putting your chips behind it. And that's not to say I'm ignoring everything else. Because I'm, I'm definitely not. There's definitely people in the magazine that are not in those top four to six. And I don't have the top four to six listed out. I don't have a, like a list I'm keeping. But <laughs> that's just the general amount of people that I find like when they drop, like I have to make sure there's some content out there because, I mean, I just, I see a lot of benefit in just breaking an artist. And whether that's attention that comes back to the city or wisdom that comes back to the city through them navigating through whatever um, path that they end up on. There's only something good that can get someone to the next level that can, and it's got to be someone that, you know, is for the city because I feel like they're the ones who are going to, you know, bring that wisdom back or, you know, um, I'm not going to say we need a cosign, but we need some kind of mentor that is next level because we're the future moguls, not the current moguls. We need need a current mogul to come in and show us the next step Um, because there's a lot of people in town who kind of, have theories. There's a lot of people who definitely have a lot more experience that can offer some wisdom, but there's no one that's taking someone's hand and being like, let's, let's do it. There's a lot of great music coming out, but it's like, it's like we're doing our homework, but we're not turning it in sometimes, you know? 
True. And to make it clear, when you're saying more people or some people might get more attention because they've got a lot of momentum, it's not because you're you're clout chasing. It's because you believe in the product and actually see the see their vision and you can agree that, you know, they're gonna take that next step. And you're not you're not wasting your time, you know, with an artist. You know it's gonna be like a sure thing. It excites me. It's, yeah. That's exactly what it comes back to, is it excites me and it makes me it makes me want to do something about it. Yeah, I think that's why we all started listening to music is because we got excited. I know when fucking Nelly dropped Nellyville, I was excited. Nellyville. I was excited. And when he dropped the next one, I was excited. Were you buying Air Force Ones when that came out? Uh, No, I wasn't. I forget what I was wearing back then. I did wear the the Band-Aid sometimes. I had a poster. Your boy had a Band-Aid last night. Yeah, shout out to Dean. (laughs) Cut himself while he was uh, shaving. Looking like his face was deformed because he had a Band-Aid on it. It's pretty funny. I don't know nothing about that. Um. (laughs) So these aren't any questions, but these are some comments that I have received and they have been paraphrased not to be different, but to um, not expose who said them because you can tell if I would have left it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So basically there's a lot of, uh, there's a comments that go around that say um, we only put our friends on the show as far as zones and alcohol or um, in the magazine, we only put our friends in there. Um, And, I'm going to go ahead and say that that's true and false. Um, and only because a lot of my friends that I have in hip hop, especially like recently, um, I mean, you sit down with someone to interview them for nine hours and come out of there not being their friend, you know? Yeah. Or like understanding like them. some of these, I mean, I three, three times three interviews for some of these stories that we put together. Cause I'm in the studio with them. Sometimes I'm, sitting down with them somewhere else. Sometimes we're at an event. I'm putting the pieces together to get their story. And, you know, how am I not supposed to be their friend after being so close to their art and their story for a couple weeks, you know, and multiply that times every artist I've talked to, like you just end up building connections. And I mean, if you're mad about that, you know, you could, you could be next to build that connection. And then you wouldn't feel that way because, you know, we've, we understand each other. I'm not, I'm not saying that I'm not open to relationships with with like anyone who wants to build, but I mean, yeah, it I makes mean, sense, right? As far as donuts and alcohol, that is completely untrue as to where the interview is the first time I'm meeting somebody. Um, I know a lot of people in season two was like that. Hell, even before we interviewed D8 in season one, I had never met him at all. And it seems like since the interview, I grow closer to these people and kind of build friendships and whatnot. It's yeah, so it's kind of like reverse. I've I've just only met I think Lantana met him at a Cincy Secret show. I was like, hey, you know, let's get you on an interview. You're you're Lantana. Like we got to make this happen. Um, no, I mean like that's not not true at all. It might seem clicky because a lot of the same artists work together or whatever but those are the artists that are are working they've got a team behind them they know how to approach people they've done everything that we've kind of said over this podcast so did you feel any other questions over there from d8 he's got some Uh, good questions if you don't know d8 
He just released the Swooty McDermott project. It goes by Jolie. You can find that on all streaming pro- uh, okay, this platforms. Is, this is a good one. D8. D-8. Um, Eight spelled out. As we just bought our new our new microphone, you might have seen it on uh, at Evans. Mama named me Ooh, Evans. Donuts thing. and alcohol has we're a on microphone. The, we're on the road now, so this is more. Um, we can make this happen. If artists are putting together their own interviews, events, etc., how do we go about you guys getting to host co- or cover a recap for said events? So the question was for my live. Um, how do they go about getting us to cover their live events? Uh, the first step would be inviting us. Yes. Letting us step know, <laughs> letting us know a couple, at least a couple weeks in advance. If, especially if you want us to do a recap, um, there's just other people involved. Like there's someone that holds the camera. There's someone yeah. that interviews. I got to make sure, you know, we all got personal lives. We're going back stuff. to them. Not, they're not, we're not paying these people to do this stuff for us. So, I mean, we just, just give us the common courtesy to plan it out and you know that'll also re- result in better content for you. I mean, that's a win-win situation. And, and please don't get upset if we don't come to your event. We both work day jobs. Especially if um, you all are planning three events on the same night. We need to talk. That and <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not sh- I probably not going to show up to your event if it's on a Wednesday and there's 10 people on the bill. You know, everyone's only going to play for like 10 minutes. Like, it's just, it's a hard sell to, you know, get out there after working all day. Not that I wouldn't like to, but it's just, there's, you know, there's money behind it. You got to pay to get in. Of course, you're going to have a drink, um, transportation there, parking. It's just a lot to be everywhere. And then like, like Matt said, getting someone else to come out with you to hold the camera and then edit. It's just, it's, there's just a, a lot. So I think the answer to the question would be to let us know far in advance. Tell us what you want us to do specifically. That helps a we lot. Got, you know what we, you're expecting of us? Because there's, there's different expectations there's, I mean, for everyone. In the past, there's been people like, hey, can we put donuts and alcohol on, on the flyer and have you guys come out? And, yeah. and, do, and do what? Some people literally just want the logo on the flyer. If that's what you want, like, do you want us tell to, us, but we need to kind of make sure we align. But. Do you want us to help you just promote the show? Do you want us to be there to sell t-shirts? Do you yeah. want us to take a recap? Do you want to just us to come by and, you know, meet? And it's just, it's, it's hard, especially when you've never met this other person and you've only talked to them online when they've needed something, you know? So it's like, I don't really know you, you know, it's all about building the connection. It comes all, all back to building connections. I mean, Networking is the key to everything. It's not just music. It's not, it's not, it's, yeah. yeah. Build your connections. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, oh, what else did D8 ask? This isn't from D8. This is from uh, Autumn Javinci. Oh, he produced a couple records on that Carlo Rossi, too. Yep. How long have you guys been creating together? Together. Um, this is. This is the sixth time we've recorded a podcast together. Um, but starting with the second season of Donuts and Alcohol, I was actually in the background of one of the recording days, um, just kind of watching his process. Um, I, that's kind of actually when I met Gravel when I did that. Um, yeah. So I, was, I actually popped up and I was interested in what he was doing. Um, I just wanted to see what he was doing, watch it. And this is another thing. A lot of people like to be secretive about what they're doing and hide it. Um, Gravel and I opened up 
our processes to each other. And right off the bat, you might be seeing that we're both kind of improving, and that's because we're learning from each other. All right, get out your notebooks, <laughs> get out your pen, write this down. Learn from each other, and under that, write: eat plant based and drink more water. What's that? Uh, <laughs> what's that saying? Is a a wise man learns from his mistakes, but a brilliant man learns from others' mis- others' mistakes. Yeah, I've made so, a lot of mistakes. Yeah. There are people that ask me for. We've only been doing six episodes of the podcast. There's people asking me for advice on the podcast. And that's because they know that I've been pissed off and screwing things up learning. Guess what? I can, I can tell you how to do it. And I don't, I don't care if you're doing another podcast. I don't care if you're doing another magazine. I don't care if you're growing a beard and doing a hip hop magazine <laughs> and a podcast. I don't care if you're me, like create content, just do whatever. I, I mean, if I can help, I will. If I can't, I'll, I'm sure there's someone else who can. I mean, right. um, learn from each other. I'm not opposed to working with anybody that can see my vision and I can see theirs and they can coexist. I'm all about it. I'm not so much about having respect for people that copy. Um, that's just me. It's not that we're the first to be interviewing people or doing a podcast or anything, but we each have our own flavor and we're both trying to accomplish something. But if you want to go do your own thing, that's totally cool. But be your own thing. Be your own thing. Because at the end of the day, we're still both pretty early in our processes. You're doing yourself a disservice by copying every move. Because some of the times we don't really know what we're doing. We're trying. We're trying things that are new. Sometimes, I mean, I mean, and when it comes to outlets in Cincinnati, like let's be real, there's not really a template that works to follow. So there's not like, oh, they're just doing what, all right, I'm not going to name any names, but uh, I'm going to name one. All right. So self-diploma, they are a force to be reckoned with. Um, If you're talking about teams that have created noise in Cincinnati, I mean, self-diploma is the picture in the book of a successful team. I mean, no matter what, where you come from, what your experience is with anyone that's associated with self-diploma, I mean, it's good for, it's, it's, it's a great example of people coming together and creating noise. And, um, you know, they kind of had their own culture. There's a lot of different movements that are similar that have their own culture. Some are focused in the college world. Some are focused out of the college world. But at the end of the day, like people coming together is this a successful template. And that's all me and Gravel are trying to do. We're not trying to copy anything except seeing that there's strength in people combining their shared vision. And that's what self-diploma was at the end of the day. And um, But we want to last longer. I don't want this just to be an overnight thing. Hey, remember 2017 and 2018 when double sin and donuts and alcohol were a thing? Like, no, I want to I break this group of artists and then start scouting the next group. And just keep this going until we're in a healthy place that we could pass it on to someone else. So we're we're just a lot of the times it feels like I got a blindfold on and I'm trying to find the light, but you're getting real deep now. Yeah, <laughs> but <laughs> but a lot of the times I just trust myself and things will always work out. I think it's because people notice that we're passionate. We obviously have understanding of hip hop and of music. So 
you know, that's never going to steer us down the wrong path. We've answered a lot of questions. You want to get some, some funny questions? You have some funny questions? Kind of. Let's knock a few of those. Oh, those are probably deep. Not funny, but um, someone said, I'm not going to say what race. I guess you could guess. Oh. Um, must we protect Eminem at all costs? No. Eminem can defend <laughs> himself. And if he can't, then he has a big house he can hide in. I think he, I think he defended himself pretty well on the new album. Yeah. Um, He's good. Yeah, he can, he's he all can right. fight his own battles. <laughs> I will say, I will say, a lot of people hate Eminem, but he definitely deserves a spot in hip hop and in culture, and is one of the most off the wall motherfuckers out there. I think there would be no Tyler the Creator without Eminem. There'd be a lot. There'd be a lot of artists that wouldn't be around or wouldn't be the same without Eminem. I'm a wavering Eminem listener. Um, I think around the Eminem show is when I turned off and then I picked up again around Marshall Mathers LP two. So there is a good, but there's a like 10. If there's like 15 years, what if Karis one dropped an album right now and it was whack? Do you think people would be like, uh, Karis one dropped an album last year and it was not whack. Okay. Well, what about, uh, (laughs) whoever (laughs) old hip hop head, Whatever drops the album, and like Chaos One, it wasn't whack. If you like Eminem, it might have been whack. If you if you like Migos, it was really whack. So yeah, it's all all uh, what subjective. Um, Top rope Tyler wants to talk wrestling with Gravel. We could do that, bro. I want to set up a whole podcast. Huge wrestling fan. Let's Yo, do I don't know how to contribute to wrestling. I'll have to do the vegan podcast that same day. Yeah. You can well, vegan we're already having side hustles. I'll, I want to do my wrestling podcast. Matt can do his vegan. Somehow we can link them together if we There's need gotta to. There's got to be a vegan wrestler. We're going to find <laughs> out. <if they're- laughs> or maybe we'll make Matt into a vegan wrestler yeah. and document maybe, the process. Yeah. Whatever. We'll figure- we, could ha- we could make it happen. <laughs> Um, someone else asked, what do you think about the podcast scene in Cincinnati? Ooh, podcast scene is booming. There's a lot of podcasts popping up and we were late to the party. If I mean, let's just be real. We were late to the party, but voice is taking off. If you are thinking about starting a podcast, I implore you to do it now. Uh, the reason voice is taking off, uh, this studio that we're in the lights, everything is controlled by Alexa, which is a voice device. Podcast is a voice medium. Um, Pretty soon, um, you're going to be doing everything on your phone through voice. You probably already text through voice or use Siri for certain things. Those are going to get smarter. Everyone's going to be using voice. And um, I listen to podcasts a lot because um, you don't have to use your eyes. Um, So I can work and I can listen to podcasts. I can drive and I can listen to podcasts. And um, I think a lot as the world gets busier and as, um, you know, we, our lifestyles, demand more of us we're going to end up switching to voice um so i think podcasts uh seen in cincinnati is dope um i I, i'm not going to lie and say that i've gotten around to listening to a lot of all of them um because podcasts are long this one right here is over an hour already but But much um, needed but yeah i mean keep going keep making podcasts like i said if you're thinking of doing one i'd say do it now call up timeless ask for chris yeah (laughs) um (laughs) I mean, I'm going to be honest with you at work. All I do is listen to podcasts. I I'll check out the new releases and whatnot, but I got some go-to podcasts and 
it, it takes up, you know, the work day. They're an hour long. Takes up an hour of my work day. Couple more hours to go. Let's go. Get through this podcast. So I'm happy to see there's people in Cincinnati taking advantage of that. And everyone wants a voice. You don't have to be a rapper. Use your voice. Talk about stuff that's important to you. Don't, you know, just talk about what everyone else is talking about. Someone out there is gonna is gonna like it. You can start building your base. That's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. Uh, I just got a question here on the chat. Um, oh. Why is my beard so long? I actually have an answer <laughs> for this, kind of. I'm listening. I'm trying to get my um, shit like that. So I grew my beard originally. I work for the Cyclones, the hockey team downtown Cincinnati. And um, it's a hockey tradition to grow your beard out when you're in the playoffs, when you're on the team. I'm not on the team, just to be clear. I'm not on the team. I'm in the front office. Um. It's tradition to grow your beard out until you lose out of the playoffs. It's called a playoff beard. Who would have thought? Um, so I decided to grow one the year that the Cyclones went to the playoffs. And we went pretty far. And my beard got pretty long. Um, and I ended up just liking it. So I kept it for like the summer following that. And um, eventually people were remembering me. Like, like people remember me very well because of the beard. So um, it kind of became branding for me. It's a way that people remember me. It's a way that um, people don't even know my name and they come up to me and they'll be like, yo, we met at you know, this, this event or we, I saw you here and we talked about this and it's the beard. The beard keeps me memorable. So um, I decided to use it to my advantage. Nice. And uh, if, you, if you see me here, um, this is called the hair bean. Hair bean. <laughs> I don't know what it's actually for, but it works great on beards. And it's it's shaped like a bean. Uh, so that's how I keep it looking great. If you need your beard looking great, get a hair bean. Get some Ohio Valley beard oil. You can get that at Fresh Time or OhioValleyBeard.com. I'm not a paid spokesperson, but I would love to be sponsored. Holla at us. I'm trying to get my beard on some Matt Shear shit. Yeah. Look hey, at my little shit. Ohio Valley beard. It's got Ohio in it. I was sold, I was him. sold from you had me at Ohio. That was almost funny because it had <laughs> high in it. Hi. <laughs> All right. I think that's a, a great transition into plug talk. What do you say? Yeah, we're gonna go ahead and end it with plug talk. So thank you for your questions. If you have any further questions, um, you can continue to complain on social media, and we will uh, answer it on the next one. Add us next time so we can uh, <laughs> so we can see it. So you want to start plug talk or? Yeah, we got a lot of events coming up in Cincinnati. Uh, but first, I want to replug the music that has just dropped that uh, we want to be bumping bang, bang. while we look forward to these events. First and foremost, on Thursday, Carlo Rossi 2 dropped by Mama Name Me Evan, a.k.a. Young X. Yeah, yeah. It's got 11 tracks. It's a It's a great body of work. It's fun. It gets introspective at times. It's got fun. It's got uh, it's got good hooks. It's got bars. It's got my boy JL showing up on a track. Um, you probably haven't heard a lot from JL, but that track is about all you need to know to keep you uh, looking forward to what's next. I'm not going to say anything. No more announcements. Ooh. Hey, speaking of no more announcements, go ahead and type no more announcements right there into the box on YouTube. You'll find Dre shot this uh, new video called no more announcements. That one's got everyone. That's got 
that's that's a that's a big one. That's got um we got D eight in there. We got J Al in there. We got Dante Banks in there. Kicked off by DJ Jado. Can't forget that. We got Monty C Benjamin in there. Oski Isaiah in there. I don't think I'm. Did I, I don't think I missed anyone. I think we got it all. all Dante. Um, Dante. I said Dante. Dante. Produced by Young X and shot by Dre. Shot this. That is a timeless, born and bred production. Yeah. Otherwise, um, I'm listening to that new Chris Crooks, Chestnut Checkers, streaming everywhere right now. I've been through that several times today. Um, that'll be on doublesin.com as soon as I get a chance to get that up there. It definitely is going to be up there. And then that new Papagora single, Taxi, is on doublesin.com and on streaming services everywhere. So check those out. Those are all brand new right now. And uh, what do you got, Gravel? We got some events. Uh, you want to go into the events? You got other things though? Um, I've got who's on donuts this week? Donuts this week, Moonbow. Moonbow. Wow. About to drop the nationwide release of their debut album. I cannot get enough of them. I saw them at Urban Artifact last week. Or not Urban Art Urban Outfitters last week in Clifton. Amazing. They're they've got this eighties new wave kind of pop rock. It's but a little more rocky. It is it's great. It is great. Um I'm really excited to see where they're going to go. They've got a lot of out of town love. That's uh, Moonbow M O O N B E A U. Yep. Just Moon like that. Bow, bow, like then next week is All-Star weekend at Donuts and Alcohol. All-Star week. It's the All-Star break? Yep. What's going it's on at the All-Star break? We're having a super well thought out discussion on the state of hip hop in Cincinnati and other underlying issues that we have who's all, in the discussion all hosted by sharif the king king sharif king sharif um we've got fellow podcaster matt Shear with uh oh, i was there wasn't with, I? yeah with dbl i, sin, I mean now. double sin oh yeah <laughs> uh, everyone it's okay gravel everyone does it. um nakia shante crown chaser shout out trevor from college beats and fame donye fame harrison noted producer and um, really pivotal person in the hip hop scene. Um, yeah. He likes to create some Facebook controversy. I like, I like, I haven't his seen energy. him in a while. Yeah. He's been a little quiet, but he likes to create some noise. We um, set them all down and had them talk. We all thought they had an interesting voice and a, um, yeah, on, on Cincinnati hip hop. That was really good. Um, I was really proud of how that came out. And then we'll be dropping a, another cipher, which will start off our monthly cipher series. That's right, you guys. You guys asked for it. We're bringing it to you. We're going to be doing groups. We're going to be doing clicks. We're going to be doing different mixtures, oh. having guest hosts, different DJs. Oh, it's it's going to be amazing. I'm ready. I'm not going to say where yet. Still got to lock that in, but we're well on our way. Be looking for that October. Somewhere around there. Somewhere around there. It's going to be great. Shout out to Chris Turner back there. You want to say something on the mic? You got any plugs? Who are you working with? This is our engineer here at Timeless, Chris. Uh, I don't really have anything to plug. Just, you know, book me at Timeless, uh, you know, for any of your podcasts or recording needs at all. I do pretty much everything here. Uh, You can go to any of my social medias and, you know, find a link or you can just call timeless ask for me you can go to their website and book me yourself you know there's several ways to get me 
How many people let their engineer plug himself in the podcast? We're really for the people. You can't get mad at us. Come on. Now, Chris is a damn hard worker. He's our donuts and alcohol guy. He's now a timeless. <laughs> God, I'm just proud of him. Moved down here to Cincinnati and got a job right away here at Timeless. Other than all that, um, Double Sim Magazine 2018 is out. Um, Go cop. They've been, they've been flying out. Um, a lot of people are ordering them right now. It's a holiday weekend, so order, order them during the week. I'll, order, I'll send them out the next day. That sounds good. Um, but otherwise, we got lots of shows coming up. Um, I guess starting on September 8th, we can talk about um, we got Sam Rothstein's 513 Pipeline. This is the female edition coming September 8th to Arts on the Ave, or also known as Arts OTA. It's um, the all-female edition. We got um, you got that lineup. I don't know why I didn't write it down. The uh, pipeline. Yep. Yeah, it's uh, the Blase, Mir from Columbus. I think D8's on there. Um, he's not a female, but uh, Jade is actually on it because of the aesthetic of um, Jolie. It was a very um, I'm not going to say it's a feminine album, but he had he had a lot of feminine, um, you know, positive energy that he was emitting um, from the aesthetic it was of the definitely album. Geared so he towards... was curated for the female edition as kind of like an ally of that whole um, aesthetic that they're trying to put together. Very good album. Go listen on all streaming sites. So yeah, that one's got Mir from Columbus, like uh, Gravel was saying. Uh, Jones. Definitely one of our favorites. Um, Tell him Jones. You can find her on social media. Blase, we saw her this weekend at Overcast Fest. Excellent performer. Excellent singer-songwriter. Go watch that interview on Donuts and Alcohol with Blase. It was her very first interview, and she killed it. Princess Tiana's also on it. Another one of our favorites. She was on uh, That Pressure Fest, which is uh, an event that we um, co-sponsored. And then we got Laura on here and Asia with a dollar sign. And I'm not completely sure who they are. So I'm going to do my research. They might be the um, um, out of Cincy representatives for the pipeline. So um, we're going to do our research. You should do your own. And, uh, you know, I'm going to hit up Sam. I want to do a recap for that. I think that'd be pretty All fun. Right. Recap from Dennis and Alcohol coming. Otherwise, Urban Artifact is hosting a lot of hip hop shows lately. Oh, yeah. Jeez, um, I forgot. We got September 11th, Ace Hood and Scotty ATL. The Ace Hood and Scotty ATL. September 11th. September 12th, the very next day, Obi Trice. Real name. No gimmicks. Wait, those, those are back-to-back shows? Those are back-to-back shows. <laughs> oh, jeez. So that's the 11th and the 12th. And then on the 19th, um, it's got uh, a Tribe headlining show at Urban Artifact. And that is with support from Oddly, Jones, JB Lamage, and Jordan Wilson. So that show... Wow is going to be awesome. So make sure September 19th, you're definitely hitting that tribe show. Um, the vibes will all be there. Yeah, shout out to Zayla for putting these together. I don't know if she did the Ace Hood one, but she's got like a she's, residency. She's involved at, on the Obi Trice one for sure. Yeah, and that Oddly and Tribe one. Yeah. Um, there's also a new series starting. The first uh, series in the art and fashion and hip-hop series at the Mad Frog starts tomorrow on September 3rd. It's featuring Joey Makes, who was also on an episode of Donuts Ooh, and Alcohol last Joey season. Joey Makes and Sweet Tooth Academy. He's making some really cool clothes and very nice dude. Knows what he's doing. They're going to have a fashion and hip-hop event. He's the featured artist at that one. 
Um, they're going to be recurring every Monday for the entire month of September. So on September 10th, they're doing the same thing featuring JB Lamage. On the 17th, they're doing it with a feature from Mix Fox. And on the 24th, they are featuring the homies in Starship. So um, they got those going on all month on Mondays at the Mad Frog. And um, something else just, just popped up on my radar. Um, Saturday, September 15th, DJ Ghost um, is celebrating his birthday at Revel OTR Urban Winery. And that is featuring DJ Clockwork um, of, well, you may know him from uh, wow. Mac Miller, Mac Miller's touring DJ, but he's also an Ohio, Cincinnati native and um, definitely a very, very talented DJ that you um, will definitely want to catch September 15th at Revel OTR. Maybe we can get him on the podcast. That would be pretty cool. Um, That's a lot of stuff that's going on in September. Potluck for the People hosted by Tribe is on Sunday, September 23rd this month. Make sure you get out there. Um, The weather is going to start getting cold soon and that's just going to create a different environment for potluck. So, um, Whatever you can do to bring down um, something for that, whether it's yourself or donations to just create a better environment, um, we want you down there at Potluck, September 23rd. Anything else, Gravel? I think we've talked for a very long time. Um, This is going to go out to the live, folks. Sorry, it's going to be late when you're hearing this. Tomorrow, the man, Too Rich Benji, is on the podcast. Ooh, Too Rich we're we, talking about what he's doing in Atlanta. All sorts of crazy stuff. If you follow him on socials, you know he's doing some some shit some in Atlanta. Some big stuff. Dropped one of the best projects of the year. Free Wave. Amazing stuff. It's exciting. I kind of forgot what we talked about for the most part, but I'm excited. I know we talked about clubs. Atlanta. Yeah, he's, he's having fun down there. What's the and difference? He, he kind of just, yeah, we talk about how... Atlanta's moving different than Cincinnati, which um, is very different. So tune in to the Future Moguls podcast featuring Two Rich Benji. That'll be re- that'll be uploaded on Monday, September 3rd. So if it is past that date, it's up there and you can listen to it. Yeah. And don't forget to subscribe, like, give us five stars. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. We're still working. We're still trying to improve. This is all a learning process, guys. Don't get too upset. Express yourself. We appreciate you. Drink more water. Do stuff that you love. And good night. Good night.